slash. Welcome to the news. Ba-da-ba-da. Welcome to the news. Ba-da-ba-da? <laughs> Answers with a question? Questions that will be answered in this news episode. Yes. Mm. Uh, just a quick shorty news episode, but uh, some mm. chunky bits going on this weekend. It's a chunky shorty news. Um, <laughs> that I know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, the big we stand the chunky it, short news. <laughs> yeah, there's a a big shakeup at at Marvel in well Disney Marvel Misney mm-hmm. Darvel whatever you want to call it. Um, I went to school with Misney Darvel. I hope they're doing yeah. okay. <laughs> it's my cousin Darvel. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of an ice skater. It's weird um, that you call them by their last name when they're your cousin. That's, that's how we roll. So Marvel exec uh, executive Victoria Alonso has been uh, unceremoniously fired. What? From, from Marvel, Disney, Disney Marvel. Uh, it was what, March 17th. I, I, I didn't mean that mocking. I literally was like, oh, I did not expect that. I, I'm, I'm aware. I was not. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I would reiterate, I was not mocking Victoria Alonso. I'm literally kind of like, oh, that's a, a name enough I'm that I was sure just like, I'm sure she's ah. fine. I'm sure oh, she's yeah. fine. I'm sure she's good, yeah. Uh, she's been with the uh, with them for like 17 years. Yeah. She was, at the at this time, uh, president of physical, post-production, and visual effects and animation. So, like, a pretty major player in MCU and Disney. Yeah. Apparently did not know this was coming at all. And there's been a lot of like talk right away that it was like Kevin Feige fired her, and then Kevin's like, I didn't fire. Like this was a Disney executive decision, sort of thing. And then it came out, yes, it's it was a Disney executive decision. Uh, decision. Then there was talk of, I guess, the visual effects department, um, and, and people have been pointing it out, and especially in the, a lot of the Disney uh, Plus shows that some of the MCU shows. Have been a little spotty visual effects wise, and right. they're saying that they're some of them have been saying like we're getting worked to the bone. Like there's just so much turnout and so much push to get this stuff done that they're just it's kind of creating a bad environment. Um, and then there was talk that it's like it was uh, Victoria Alonso that was the the toxic person in the in that area and like but then it was rolled back and they're like no no it's not I'm yeah like, like people went on record saying like no she was actually great yeah yeah she was actually very supportive in this um maybe that's why though right like they she maybe she was like hey maybe we should treat these vfx artists like human beings <laughs> <laughs> yeah really the one thing you can't say yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're out of here yeah um the what i've what has been revealed the latest like as of now is uh that there, it's actually been said it's a contract breach um, mm. on her part, and it kind of makes sense if if this is what is actually happened is that like if you're working for Disney, you can't make movies and shows at other places like that's that seems pretty standard if you're under exclusive yeah. contract yeah. I mean it works the same for any you know like in the comic writers even you know what I mean they sign exclusive contracts sometimes. They have it in there that they can do certain things, but not all, all the time. Yeah, and she was working on Rebel Moon, so. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, if you're the president of this department, you're not a freelancer. Right. You're locked yeah. in that company. Yes. But apparently, but a, during. But Akira Yoshida, on the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, uh, and I'm totally blanking on the name of the, the show, uh, she did a movie at, at Prime, apparently. Oh. 
and that that was a direct contract breach. And so then there, hmm. there's a lot of back and forth now saying like she was told that this is a direct contract breach and you can't do that. And then her lawyers have fired back saying, uh, Disney gave me the blessing to do this. So this is ridiculous. Obviously, there's something else going on. So now it's just a lot of back and forth. So well, did, she, who did knows? she get it in writing? Because if you don't get it in writing, uh, yeah. sorry, it's hearsay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's messy. where that stands. It sucks if that's... I get it. If you're working full time doing that exact thing for a company as like their person, I get that to a degree. I just find that those non-compete sort of whatever clauses and stuff like that or whatever it would be mm, in this yeah. case are often way, way overboard. Like I, you know what I mean? Like gives you like literally like you can't even do anything at all at any point. It's just, yeah. 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 But it is odd to see that. Yeah. And it, it, but at the same time, like it, you're going to go and work for their competitor. Yeah. So like, yeah, um, true. you're, you're bringing money to the people that we're fighting for viewership with. So it's like yeah. for global domination. Exactly. There's also the flip side of if you've, you know, done a good job and you brought a lot of money into this one right now, then I'm sure you're going to get snapped up by the competition anyway and maybe do your best work for them yep. instead. So there's there's a <laughs> there's an argument yeah. that maybe let people do a little, you know, give them give them some enough to keep them happy. You know what I mean? Let them do exactly. some yeah. little projects here and there. Um, but I mean, like uh, that's all over the place, right? It seems like everybody's just even Disney, like they're just going after staff with a chainsaw at this point it's everybody's just cut, yeah. cut, cut all over the place yeah speaking of which to go on to the next story uh funko no. last year pardon me anybody hear about this oh i know so about Fun this Fun is it good news for funko because i don't want to uh, uh no for maybe not funko whatever but no. not for mondo funko last year for 14 million dollars bought mondo so if you're not familiar with mondo um it began in, uh, what, 2004 in Austin, Texas. It was part of Alamo Drafthouse, like those cinema lines. Mm -hmm. They created limited edition film posters, and they do vinyl and collectibles, but their, their limited edition film posters are, like, stunning high collectibles done. And they're amazing, yeah. Like, done by, like, a, a bevy of artists that yeah. uh, uh, all do fantastic work for this stuff. I've... I've often salivated the, over these posters because they mm -hmm. are amazing. Yeah. Um, you never so get one. I mean, even if you could get one before they no. sell out, uh, it'll cost <laughs> yeah. you a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I like to look at them online and just yeah. pretend. Yeah. Um, so last year they bought them for $14 million, mm -hmm. uh, and they just laid off most of the Mondo poster department. Um. <laughs> Including the co-founders, Mitch Putnam and Rob Jones, mm. in, like, unceremoniously, whoosh. And they, and they bought them in, just in decimated. June, June last year. So this is, like, yeah. this has been nine months, right? Like, basically, or whatever. Like, it's been, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we so... Did, I, was a reason given? I, I have not seen anything really explaining Funko why. Funko itself, I think, had a, a rough end of that year. I think, like, it's, yeah, they're saying, like, financial stuff, but, yeah. But it's, like, why would you narrow it down to the, to the like, I, I guess maybe just numbers of, of like, how much does that make? Uh, how much are we paying? Yeah, if, if it's nope. a really low return on investment, and because they do limited run stuff, the, the return on investment probably isn't that high, unfortunately. 
I'm, I'm assuming that's... So then make more of it so the rest of us can buy it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, is the financial situation, um, from what I had read and understood, I don't know for sure. I'd read a few articles, uh, and it was Funko overall. It was like Funko ha- apparently like had to or whatever destroy over $30 million worth of like product inventory because like... I guess people aren't buying. Oh no! Like a Funko Pop of literally every background character that's every ever appeared in filmed entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like I I'm know. assuming the bottom fell out of the the Funko Pop. Man, I think it's been falling out for quite a while. People are not. Yeah. People yeah. people are pretty over it. I think for the most part, and uh, so at the same time. Like, my, my question, is there another news story of, like, the CEO of Funko getting kicked in the head by a horse last year? Because, like, <laughs> they're going to spend $14 million buying Mondo, which seems pretty damn self-sufficient in itself and, and was doing fine. You know, mm-hmm. not, not the biggest thing in the world. And then they just, like, burn money and they absolutely fail to sell anything in Funko, not even Mondo. Mondo, I think, yeah. And then Mondo just gets hacked, just killed off. Just uh, uh, yeah. it, just by having been bought at the wrong time by the wrong company. It's just, I hate this stuff. It sucks. So just to clarify, the vinyl and collectibles part of Mondo remains. That's untouched, apparently. Okay. But it's just now. the poster division. Which well, is hopefully, weird. how many how many people do you think it run it takes to run a uh, a poster company? You think it's 17? Because maybe, maybe Mondo will uh, soon be on the scene. Uh, well, that's, there's already, not that there's talk about it, but I've seen some of the artists that were like, I guess there's a lot of loyalty to Mitch Putnam and Rob Jones. And they're like, wherever they go, like there's speculation that people will follow because they created a great environment for this stuff to happen and really encourage people and did well. And then they're like, well, they'll just move on to the next spot to do their, Mm -hmm. that sort of level of art and create stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, too, is these are specific. If the Mondo poster doesn't exist anymore, I mean, like, what what about the contracts? You're gonna, you still have contracts with uh, all this stuff, even though you're not doing anything with it? I mean, probably, knowing how stupid probably. this stuff is. Probably, and it'll, it'll but, probably, you know, be a few years before yeah. those contracts run out, but... Yeah, and they could always make, you know, they could always do new stuff and, and make, license whatever uh, different properties that maybe they don't have, and yeah. So hopefully there's a happy ending here, but... Yeah, it's it's all around. It's just uh, companies, these gigantic companies, just uh, just pooping their pants in public every day. Well, to jump to the opposite of gigantic companies pooping oh, their pants, someone got hired. <laughs> please, <laughs> let's let's go to some good news to mm. end this. Uh, who remembers Gold Key? Gold Vaguely. Key Comics. Vaguely. Yeah, I do. I know. So I, Gold I, Key I, Comics. <laughs> If you're not familiar with them, is they were a, a line of comics um, that was it like late, early 60s to the 80s, um, did a whole line of stuff, like a lot of TV stuff. So you would see like Star Trek and uh, like and just like Gilligan's Island and just weird like TV spinoff stuff. Yeah. They did a lot of. Mod, uh, the comic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bought every issue. You know what? Um, it sold better than the mod Funko Pops. I can tell you that much. Anyway, <laughs> go on. Um, but like a ton of different lines. Like I'm pretty sure they did Disney. They did uh, um, like Bugs Bunny. I don't know, like tons of stuff. And they also delved quite a bit into the horror sort of genre. And one of the ones 
uh, that I remember very fondly is uh, Boris Karloff. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was like Boris Karloff's mysteries. uh, And like, and it was kind of like, you know, he's Boris Karloff is the the host, kind of like the Crypt Keeper sort of host. Yeah, he's a bit of a Crypt Keeper. Yeah, it's that sort of thing. Um, So, and just as a personal note, when I was a kid, I had one of these comics and it's the first comic I ever was able to read on my own from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Right on. And it was like, a, I still have that comic. It was a huge thing in my head of like, oh my God, I finished and I read this all myself. I was that young that it was like a big achievement. Nice. Um, well, I'm proud of you. linking to now, like, and it's been gone for like 40 years, Boris Karloff's Gold Key Mysteries is coming back. He's back. Um, Woo! Mark, he's back from the dead. No, yeah. he's not. No, he's writing he's every not. issue and drawing it. He's uh, he's amazing. Can't be stopped. <laughs> he's a multi-talented. Yeah, letters, um, of course, by Comic Craft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, March twenty eighth, <laughs> a Kickstarter is will be launching. I just went to the Kickstarter, and there's not really any hardcore information, but uh, apparently, all what it is, all softcore. People kissing each other's tummies. Softcore with Boris Karloff. With <laughs> Boris Karloff. Oh, God. Um, it's three original stories. It's apparently, at least issue one will have three original stories, uh, including the likes of uh, Michael Conrad, Steve Orlando, Arton Trakhanov, who uh, I Hate This Place, which is one of my favorite comics of the past oh, year. Yeah, yeah. I started reading uh, that actually uh, recently. Arton Trakhanov. Yeah. AKA uh, which I, this place. Exactly. Yes. So depending on where you are, uh, Kelly Williams, Jock, uh, hmm. Craig Hurd, McKinney, uh, Sergey Nazarov, uh, Kyle Lorenz, um, possibly others. I don't know. Uh, they're involved with just like the first issue. Uh, I haven't seen whether this is supposed to be like issue one immediately. If it goes well, issue two, or, or it's going to be a, segmented sort of like oh we'll do another kickstarter for an issue two or how it's gonna go i don't really know um but apparently part of the kickstarter is if you uh one of the things you can support um is you can get a hard cover edition of that that issue one so must be fairly meaty to i, to I hope well they're doing like weird hard covers like even those one bad day batman things they're like doing a whole box set but those are like kind of prestige, like they're big oversized issues, but they're like doing hardcover prints of that that are like double the price of them just yeah, yeah. one issue. It seems like a bit much to do uh, as a yeah, hardcover. A but if it's, like, if, you're... if it's something special, though, then I mean, like, for sure, I yeah. guess that's what that is, too. But I mean, hey, to those who want to pay a little extra, I hope you enjoy. So, yeah, if that that's if that's your uh, if that's your thing. Check out Boris Karloff's Gold Key Mysteries. Go check that down. Uh, Kickstarter and uh, March twenty eighth, uh, Tuesday. So this is coming out tomorrow, twenty seventh. So tomorrow, tomorrow, go check maybe. it out. That's great. Wait, tomorrow is when it starts, or tomorrow is when it ends? Tomorrow is when it starts. Okay, thank God. On the twentieth, yeah. Good. Can't count old Boris Karloff out. Dead for fifty four years and still making great comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Um, one quick thing before we end this episode, yep. uh, I have a piece of news. Shocking, oh, I know. Shocking, Kyle I know. Kyle has a piece of news. I know, it's, it must be the apocalypse. That's news in itself. All right. Well, the, and there it is. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, 
comic book news and comic book TV show news, something that completely flew under the radar. Uh, y'all know Essex County, the Jeff Lemire book? Oh, yeah. It yes. was like his one of his first things. It's pre-Sweet Tooth. It's a TV show. It's a TV show. The first two episodes are are out already. Yeah. Um, what? It's I don't know. Film, it was filmed in, in North Bay and uh, West Nipissing. And if you're a Canadian like we are, yeah, uh, you can you can watch it on CBC Gem, and if not, right. you can probably rent it on YouTube. I think you can rent it on YouTube for you know the international folks, but us Canadians, we can watch it for free using the CBC Gem app. CBC, give us money, please. Ring the CBC Gem bell, which is we had installed to commemorate the first time we mentioned CBC Gem on the podcast. <laughs> Ring it. Win win chime <laughs> sound effect here. <laughs> yeah. Taxpayers paid for that bill. <laughs> and there's a local connection with that. Did you realize? Uh, Stephen McHattie is my real dad. Uh, Mr. Kevin Durand. Oh! From Thunder oh. Bay is uh, one of the main characters. Jimmy. You know what I just realized? Someone was watching it on the TV at work. <laughs> and it didn't <laughs> click. And I was like, hey, Kevin Durand's on the TV. Didn't realize. They were. Did they just realized it now. They were watching... Essex County, which is, and it's a good book too. So, uh, cool. I, I've never read it. Um, I'll lend it to but you. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Durant. It's one of the few uh, things Molly... that I actually own physically. So, oh, yeah. Um, Molly Parker is in it as well. I really like her stuff. It's awesome. And that's, and all that's I have news. To say on that. And that's the newsy news. We did it. Dar- a news. Darvel. A news. <laughs> and, okay. cu- and cut. That's it. That's the end. <laughs>